Welcome back to another fantastic edition of the official 615 podcast brought to you by our good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And Greg, we've taken the show on the road for a very special guest. Well, we are at the Grove in Williamson County, so apparently all of your outstanding warrants in Williamson County have been <laughs> taken care of. Uh, the Simmons Bank opened for the Snedeker Foundation. The Corn Ferry Tour is here, and our guest is... Um, well, I've known Whit a while. He's a good dude. He is the president, executive director, and uh, chief bottle washer for the Tennessee <laughs> Golf Foundation and all the things that it does in uh, conjunction with the uh, the TGA, the TPGA, and all of the things at the golf house and everything that Dick Horton set up for him. So he's, his job's easy. Uh, <laughs> Whit, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Doing, doing well. Yeah. Thanks welcome. for having us. Yeah, welcome to the Grove, man. The Simmons Bank Open. Glad uh, here. Another year. I mean, we were just here. That's right. The last time back. you and I were together, Joe, it was like, 4.30 in the morning out here, Joe. <laughs> we were just getting in or arriving? We yeah, were doing we, the TV uh, hit. Okay. We were doing the TV hit, and yeah. Joe was trying to hit a ball on that little uh, island green out there, and, and it was cold and early. And it was freezing that It day. was. It, it was. was. And then my camera guy hits one on the green after we're done taping. He so did. I was like, he way did. to show me up there. I appreciate but it. Holly Tom's got a kick out of it. So that uh, That's all that matters. Uh, beautiful course. Back again. I mean, this is ideal. This is almost, I would say, perfect. It is. The, the Grove is such a special place, um, and they have been just unbelievably accommodating and good with us from the get-go, from the first time I brought it to them, and talking through, you know, it, it's quite an, inv an invasive event for a neighborhood and a golf course like this where the members are out of the clubhouse for a week, and, they're, you know, it, it disrupts their daily lives significantly when you live in a community and out here and part of this club. So, um, the members, the club, everybody around, it's been fantastic. And and so we couldn't ask for a better host to have be out there at the Grove Club. And uh, Mike Green and Mark Enderley and those guys do a wonderful job. And so we're privileged. The members, you know, they take in the, the kids that are playing in their homes this week. So the, their players staying in the neighborhood. And that's really that's where a lot of the rubber meets the road, right? I mean, they, they get to know these kids. They follow them through their career. They stay in touch with them. And they're catching them here before – you know, they get their PGA Tour cards. So the Grove's a special place. We're privileged to be around. Well, it was built to handle a this kind of event, right? The layout yes. and everything, the setup, certainly the residential component of it, we understand. But this is a course that was built to set a PGA, possibly, uh, certainly yeah. the Corn Ferry. This is what it was made for, right? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's 7,200 yards long and, and plus yards long and, mm. and uh, you know, plenty for the best players in the world. It's the second best tour in the world. So you got 156 guys here that 25 of these guys that are here this week have their PGA Tour card next year. But um, it's meant to test them. And, and last year it held its own, albeit, you know, it was wet and soft. But uh, I think we got some different weather this week to be a little faster maybe. But it, you're right, it was built to do this was built to, to uh, host events like this and really uh, show the club off and, the, and our community off on a big stage. And um, it's in magnificent shape. You're talking to a, a, a person who's interested in golf, who, who plays a lot of it. Tell me why they should come down here this week. It's a great party. 
I mean, it's a magnificent party. It, it's, uh, you know, my tournament director, Mike Hammondtree, describes it as we're going to have a big party at the Grove and play golf in the middle of it, <laughs> you know. And so we, we try to create a world-class experience for people that want to come out and get outside and enjoy the outdoors and watch these kids play golf. Even if you're not a golfer, you know, there's plenty of things to do. There's the Island Green over at the Sand Trap where there's all these food trucks and all this sort of thing out there going on and to sit around on a beautiful day and watch golf. There's hospitality all up and down 18 Green. Um, so it, it's a, it's a good time, even if you don't like golf, just let you be outside and enjoy the weather and, and good food and good drinks. We have eight different chefs through Nash throughout Nashville here that'll be here through the week, uh, in the sponsor pavilion, sort of showcasing their restaurants and what they do and, uh, food trucks, Hattie B's was out yesterday. Uh, Mojo's was out yesterday. There'll be tons of them out during the week. And, um, it's really just a chance for us to show off our community and, and build a build hospitality like only Nashville knows how to do it. I'm surprised he brought up food to us. <laughs> right. just, just saying it. Well, y'all look hungry. Yeah, yeah Brent, well, well, we'll take care of that. Brent Snedeker, <laughs> certainly what he has lent to this uh, with his, you know, obviously his notoriety, sure. financially as well. Sure. Uh, how, how key is he to this? He, he is the key, right? right. You know, um, I, I get a kick out of, of people you know, talking about Tiger, and he moves the needle. Tiger Woods is the needle. Brant Snedeker is the needle here. Like he, yeah. his, um, his passion not only for the game, obviously having played it his whole life and played it at a high level, but um, his passion for this community. You know, Davidson County, Williamson County, and the like, and really creating that foundation a few years ago to start pouring these resources uh, back into the community and the charities that so desperately need it. Um, and so he was, you know, he just went live on the golf channel at 1115 today. I mean, it is a big story of him and his foundation and Mandy and the work they do in our community and how this golf tournament helps fund that. Right. And so we were able to write them a check for a quarter of a million dollars last year and uh, really impact our community. And I get asked quite a bit, you know, why, why would the Tennessee Golf Foundation host and operate a corn ferry to a professional tour event? Don't you guys do junior golf? And that's the answer. Yes, we do. Juniors and veterans. However, all that money that's raised and goes back into the Snedeker Foundation affects us, too. It affects Brant's Junior Tour. It affects the kids here locally. And anything that, that affects our community in a positive way, we want to be a part of. You said something uh, a few months ago around here about Brant. You said you don't call Brant to ask him if he could do something. He calls you yeah. to say, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Uh, I get asked quite a bit, too, how – you know, how actually how involved is Brandt in the tournament? And I tell people he's he takes the week off, but he doesn't play this week. And it probably wouldn't matter where it was outside of a major. He's not going to play this week. He's going to be here. Um, he's going to shake as many hands as he possibly can and be a part of the event. Um, and he'll call and say, hey, I'm, I, wh where do you need me tomorrow? Where do you need this week? What do you need? I'm going to be home for a week. What can I do? Um, and he and Mandy really embrace this event. Um because they love this community, and, and that's really what it's about for them, too, is, is certainly uh, it, when you line Simmons Bank along with that, and, you know, Simmons's motto is sort of, you know, they're, they're all about opportunity and changing lives. And so we're going to change the life of a champion this week. Whoever wins this event is pretty well destined to get their card. Their life changes on Sunday afternoon. And then the charitable impact of this event will change lives for years to come. So it all made sense. And Simmons is a tremendous partner of the Snedeker Foundation, Brandt, all his work. And then with the Tennessee Golf Foundation behind it and our history here in this community and being able to provide 
a platform to show off, you know, the best in the world. It, it all just made perfect sense, and it goes quite well. Is there a high this week followed by a, a low next week? I mean, there's so much poured into this week. Yeah. That, like a guy yeah. that walks on the moon and then, then <laughs> yeah. has to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, a little bit of relief Sunday evening, you know, uh, that, that it's it's one of those things where you, you can't wait for it to get here because it takes, you know, a year or more to get this thing together and get all the pieces of the puzzle in the right place. And you're depending on so many people that you don't know yeah. and show up and be here at this time and all this good and quality. And then it gets here and it's then it's a week full of just, you know, a little fire here, a little fire there and things. And uh, but then Sunday afternoon comes around and it's like, whew. Yeah. Okay. It takes a village. You start working on next year. It takes a village. Yeah. Uh, volunteers, especially volunteers. And, and then this community, I got two questions. I'm going to ask that one first. Okay. I got another one in a minute, Joe. That's okay. Me, okay. Thank you. Wrote but just the people that can, that, that you need to be here to pull this thing off, to do it on a voluntarily basis. The volunteers will be almost 500 of them out wow. here this week. And, 500. And, uh, yeah. They, you know, they're, they're, they were here early Monday. We're here at 5 o'clock Monday morning, and they're here till the bitter end Sunday night. And then several of them are back next week to help tear it. It takes about two weeks to build this thing and four or five days to tear it down. The volunteers help with that too, you know. And uh, from shuttling players to shuttling volunteers to walking scores to, um, you know, spotting balls, the driving range, concession stands. I mean, you can imagine the number of moving parts there are to something like this. Um, and you do it outside where you can't control the weather. So there's evac. There's all that sort of stuff that has to be in place and then hope that everybody understands what they're supposed to do and when and execute. But the volunteers, uh, tremendous. The, the folks around us, the, the club gave out 1,200 member hospitality passes. So, I mean, the, the members just can't wait to get out there and enjoy their – and see their golf course on a big stage, you know. So, you're right. It's a village. Um, I've got five full-time in, in-house at the, at the foundation. Mike Hammetry is our tournament director. Just does an amazing job. And um, uh, so, we're, we're, we're proud of it. And uh, I hope that the community will come out and see and witness kind of the work that was put in this thing. Go ahead, your second oh, one. Well, the second one being, um, I got nervous. Yeah, you know, I did. I got nervous. I got to think about something else. I did. And, and now that, there's so many places I want to go with Whip, but I want to draw, get it there uh, because I know his history. Okay. How close were you at this level or beyond when you played? Not close at all. I went broke trying to play professional golf, you know, uh, but I, I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I tell this story quite often, but. Uh, when I left MTSU in 2000, I got married the next week. Lori and I uh, moved to Tullahoma. That's where my backers were. And off we went to try to make this thing work. And I was in South Haven, Mississippi, playing in a tournament um, down there, a place called, uh, uh, called it something Creek, uh, Big Creek, something like that. Yeah, whatever, and, yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, I made 15 birdies that week. It was 72 hole event. I made 15 birdies and a couple bogeys maybe. I shot like 13 under for the week. Um, and I finished like 15th. Oh. <laughs> My check was like $1,620. I mean, I lost money on the week. The entry fee was 1000 bucks. Yeah. Um, and we were riding home from, from down there in Mississippi, and my wife said, um, you ever thought about doing anything else? You know, and I can take a hint. So uh, <laughs> I probably hadn't at that point, but I thought, you know what? She may be right. I don't know that this is for me. Um, and that's actually in the very next year is when I went back to – to work for Coach Moore and and uh, you know the rest is history. But uh, uh, I'm you know I met 
not any of these guys. These guys are half my age. But, you know, Chad Campbell and Zach Johnson and those guys were the guys out playing Bubba Watson when I was out there. And so, uh, met, you know, having been around some of those guys and really seeing the best in the world do it at a high level, I was a long way from that. You're still the A player in most scrambles around here, right? It, it, yeah. Most, yeah. yeah. But I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting to the age now where that's not even the case anymore. So not one moment of regret of, of hanging it up? None whatsoever. Good for no, you. None whatsoever. I, and I tell, you know, having coached for 15 years, I told every player that, that played for the look, if you if you have any desire at all, even the smallest bit, to go try to do this for a living, go do it. Go try. Because you don't want to get down the road and go, man, I wish or what if or, you know, I, you don't want to go there. So go give it a try. And I gave it a full couple of years and working and playing and trying to make it work and found some success through there. But, again, when you see it done – and I think that's one of the things that when people come out here and watch these guys play, you see it done at its high, at its in its highest form. It's amazing what they can do with a golf ball, and uh, so that that's a. I was a long, long way from there. You mentioned Coach Moore, mm-hmm. Johnny Moore, yep. one of the best people on the planet. Yes. Love, love, love Coach Moore. Uh, he he came and grabbed this snotty little kid out of Shelbyville, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and, and to come play at MTSU. He but did. it set you on that path where you eventually would follow him as the coach there, have success there. That's sort of set up where you are now. And we'll talk about getting in the administration at MTSU in a little. I know everything about you. Will. Yeah, I know. But, I know. That, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but Coach Moore, we would be remiss not to mention him prominently in this discussion. Yeah, you know, there, there are several men in my life outside of my father that you look back on and say, these were the men that really helped shape my life as it is today. And behind my dad, Johnny Moore is the next one. And, you know, not only did he give me a chance to get an education for free and play golf, but he also gave me a chance to come back and work for him um, and teach me what he knew and let me make mistakes and fall on my face as a young assistant. And, um, and then step out of the way and, and provide that support for me to become a head coach. Um, I still talk to him every few weeks, even today. And, um, you know, he, he uh, if he could get down here and be a part of some of this in some way, I know he would. But uh, You're going to drive to Bowling Green and get him? I would certainly. If he called me, <laughs> yeah, I, would I would absolutely would go too. get him. That's yes. where his, he's not a red fan, and not be, but that's where his grandkids are, right? His so, grandkids yeah, are up yeah, there. Yeah. He likes being kind of the only blue dot. <laughs> enjoys that a lot when it's going good so yes. he, he enjoyed that this year on the basketball front but yes he likes going to church in his mt gear and <laughs> making sure everybody knows uh that he's that he's he's there so greatest moment at mtsu i remember i came i interviewed you at old fort i think one day about yep. you had a golfer who was doing really good uh that was the first time i'd met you I think like 2007 or 8 back in there greatest moment as a coach oh man boy that's a that's a uh, that's a good one. You know, wow, there was there were so many great moments. I guess I guess I would say the team I had in two thousand nine and ten ish um, that finished fifteenth at the national championship. That was the first. That was the highest finish in a for any team in the Division One era at MTSU ever in the national championship. And it just so happens that the NCAA national championship back then they cut it from 30 teams made it they cut it to 15 after two days and we made the cut and actually finished you know we beat texas and alabama and all these guys and um flew back home and there were i can't remember the name of the name was called it was, it was sam's i don't know what it is but anyway we show up and there's 
I was just going to take the kids to eat. You know, it was eight or nine o'clock to take them to eat dinner before they went back. And it was kind of the end for some of them. And there's 200 people at this restaurant waiting on us to get there. This is just a little, you know, a little mid-major golf team. And and it was really something to see the, the community get behind it. But, you know, competitively, that was it. But then now at 43, I've had the chance to watch my players get married and have children. And I've said it a thousand times. I'm, I'm always more proud of the men they become than the golfers they will ever be. And I told them, even the ones that have been out here in this arena, from Jason Millard to Kent Bull and the likes, you're never going to accomplish anything on the golf course that will make me more proud than than seeing you being good husbands and fathers and citizens. Nice. Um, and I mean that. And so having watched them get married and have children and watching them, you know, have their own families and, and being a part of some of that, um, that's probably what I'm most proud of looking back. Who's the young man was taking care of his mom? Jason. Moore. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I, I had the chance, you know, he, you had to talk to him, but it's a, it's a phenomenal story, but his mom had MS, you know, basically his whole life and she passed away last year. His dad, Eddie passed away right after he got finished playing. Um, so he's been taking care of his mom for a long time. And, uh, then when his dad passed away, I mean, it was just him, you know, and he took care of his mom and um, it was had his card out here for several years. Um, when she got really sick, it became quite a struggle for him because, you know, he had to hire somebody to take care of her full time. And he's out here. He felt guilty the whole time. It affected his play. Um, he lost his status. He was going back to Q school in the fall of last year, and she died a couple days before he left. And he, and he didn't go. Um, so he completely lost all of his status uh, at that point in time. I got the chance to call. So we get four we get four sponsors picks uh, each year at this event, and, and uh, the bank is kind enough to let us be involved in a lot of that. And I got to call him and tell him that we were going to give him a spot this mm, week because he great. You know, the, that's great. He, guys like that needed they need a start, right? They need a chance to to, to you know turn into who knows what, and uh, to hear the emotion in his in his voice and, and know that, you know, here we are, how many years he's been done and, and he and I are still, you know, uh, connected and trying to help him and keep him keep him rolling. So he's in the field this week. I Good. saw him. He played uh, in our pro-am yesterday and um, he's doing fantastic. So uh, I'm pulling for him. But, yeah, he's he's a wonderful kid that's been through a lot and he's got one living relative left. It's his grandfather and, and Mandy's got lung Mandy, they call him. And, He's got lung cancer, you know, and it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation. And he's coming to watch Jason play, you know, probably for the last time. And, and it's uh, it, that will be difficult out here this this week when that time comes. But um, I'm pulling for him and, and hope he can parlay this into something pretty cool. You're listening to the official 615 podcast brought to you by good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Payne Bone and his staff do a fantastic job of getting you in the perfect car. So check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. We're at the Grove Simmons Bank open for the Snedeker Foundation on the Corn Ferry Tour. Tennessee Golf Foundation Executive Director with Turnbow with us. Another name we mentioned was Dick Horton, who's on the Mount Rushmore of golf in this state. Okay, not as a player, but as everything he did. One of the first things I learned way back a while ago is the the synergy of the TGA, the amateur side, 
and the TPGA, the professional side, how they were all lock and step. That's not necessarily so in every state, especially 30, 40 years ago. We would be again remiss not to mention Dick Horton. No, No question. I go back to those men in my life that I count as beyond my father who have impacted my life in, in huge ways. It's it's Johnny Moore and, and Dick Horton and a gentleman named Jim Seabury, who's the chairman of the Tennessee Golf Foundation. They've, they've impacted my life in ways I'll never be able to repay them or thank them enough. Um, Mr. Horton had that vision 30 plus years ago that there was a better way. And, and to give you an idea of kind of how this works, so any golfer that has a handicap, right? So they play, they have a handicap established at their club. They pay for that service. Those funds go to the USGA. USGA sends it back to the states. And in most of the states, the amateur body will keep all of that revenue. Um, And in Tennessee, he decided, well, we're going to split that between the professionals and the amateurs. Um, And it works. It works. And it was the right call. There There are three states out of the union that do that. Us, Kentucky, Indiana. They got the idea from him. Um, but that that decision and that vision that he made many, many years ago uh, set us up to where we are today, where we could have an amateur body, a professional body, and a foundation working together every day to grow the game and provide opportunities for professionals and amateurs and juniors alike and our veterans to, to learn the game and be a part of the game. Um, I mean, I, he's the grandfather. He's the godfather. That's what we call him around golf house. I mean, he's, you know, he, he, he set the stage for what we have today. Um, I was talking with somebody yesterday that asked me about him and I said, I, you know, I've take I've had the, the pressure and the privilege of having taken over for two real legends in my dad, the two jobs I've had, I took over for Johnny Moore and then I took over for Dick Horton, you know, and, and there's pressure that there's a big shoes to fill with those guys. Uh, but, I also took over for two of the best humans you'll ever meet. Um, and so they both were supportive and beside me the whole time. Um, Mr. Horton is still around the office, you know, every week or so, two weeks and checking on us, make sure we didn't mess it up entirely. But um, he was out here Monday riding around, just shaking hands and being a part of what we do. And uh, he's a wonderful, he's a wonderful guy. He's a gentleman in the game. He's a Hall of Famer in many, in many respects. And um, I, he's, again, one of those guys that I owe a lot to. Um, as far as my life is concerned. What's your main job here this week? Uh, my main job, so I, this week um, I will apply my three Ds of leadership here this week at the Simmons Bank Open. That's decide, delegate, disappear. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, I've got a team. i got a team that works on this year-round, and I try to stay out of their way as much as I can because they know – the ins and outs and they know who's supposed to be where, what, and when, and all I can do is really get in the way. So my job here this week will be to entertain. And we have tons of people coming out, you know, to the to hospitality areas. Um, tons of representatives from Simmons bank and all of our proud partners, serve pro enterprise, enterprise solutions, Thompson machinery, um, South college, all these folks that make this possible We'll send customers and clients and family out. And so my job is to make sure they have a wonderful time. So um, I'll spend my time roaming around 
with Sneds too. You know, he's uh, he, he and I joke about it. You know, I we we played a lot of junior golf together. We're just about the same age. Um, I had my moments against him years ago, and now I chauffeur him around the golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he won thirty million bucks playing golf, and and I. I carry and you've raised thirty million. Yeah, there you go. Different, different ways, but uh-huh. you know, yeah, he he's uh, so he'll be out. He told me last night. He said I'll be out Wednesday. I want to shake every hand. So there's 55 teams in the pro am on Wednesday. He said I want to shake every single hand. Wow. It's just the kind of guy he is. It's gonna be a long day, uh, but that's the kind of guy he is. So my job is to make sure everybody has a good time and and um, and knows how much we appreciate him. You spoke about the volunteers earlier, but but the logistics of getting the uh, food here and the refreshments and the pe- I mean, there's Greg said earlier, it takes a village, but it takes a large village a large to arrange village all this in a long time. And, uh, you know, trying to pilot, they all have to have a kitchen, a place to prepare, a place to warm stuff, a place to, you know, things like that. And so we're, we not only build, you know, the hospitality areas for folks to hang out in, we build kitchens. There's kitchens we built out there for the Grove, they do a lot of the hospitality out of here, um, but they can't handle all of it. So we hire some of the best chefs that Nashville and Williamson County has to offer that come out and set up their stations and, and give people a chance to enjoy, you know, what they do. Um, but it's you're counting on a lot of people to be where they're supposed to be at the right time. And, um, you know, last year was the first year that the foundation, you know, owned and operated the events that we were the host. And so uh, we learned a lot um, about what takes priority and what's what we can do now, what needs to wait, um, you know, and certainly made some mistakes. But this year it's been super and the weather's been great, but it's a bunch of people. And, and the timing and, and, and of, of all of it um, has to be perfect. And so uh, it's it's a lot of coming and going and deliveries and dropping off and picking up and for a couple weeks, but Mike Hammond tree does a wonderful job. Jamie Stokes is our operations director. So he's actually in charge of building it. Um, and then Carter is, is really our volunteer point person and, and, uh, Ryan Johnston and Trevor Spathoff and Darren. And I mean, it's a, it's a team of people that <laughs> on and on and on. It just keeps going and I'm going to forget somebody, but, uh, they're, they're awesome. And I, I, there's no way we'd be able to do it without them. The Grove staff, I mean, they've got outside staff and all their professional staff and, Sean and everybody in the clubhouse. It's it's just an amazing team of people. Um, and, you know, I feel like the coach. I mean, you know, my responsibility is to, I coach them, right? I encourage them. I pick them up when something went wrong, you know, and they messed up and something fell through the cracks or something happened. It's my job to be there to say, hey, it's Monday, right? We got we, – we got – a lot of holes to play this week, uh, so we're, everybody's going to be fine. So, um, but I, I'm fortunate to have them all. With me. Tennessee Golf Foundation. You mentioned earlier the junior programs. Uh, delineate the Sneds Tour and the Vinny Tour. Obviously, there's yep. another name, Vince yep. Gill. Obviously, that is so prominent in golf and in this foundation, this group. Uh, but that's a large part of what you do as well. Fundraise, but certainly administer these junior tours. Yeah, so the foundation's programming is is big and robust and broad in nature. Um, uh, so we we operate 45 first tee locations. So the first tee is really a great entry point for anybody who wants to learn the game. Doesn't matter where you come from, race, religion, anything else. You can learn the game through the first tee, and you can learn it for absolutely nothing. Um, the core values built into that first tee programming are wonderful and something that we lean on a lot. Um, 
we operate this Ned's tour, which is France Junior Tour, aptly named. Um, it's 2,000 kids, 170 events from Bristol to Memphis. Uh, this year, there's a staff of three or four down in the golf house. That's all they do full time. Um, and then obviously just the operations of golf house itself and the little course at Connor Lane there. We played uh, over 20,000 rounds around the little course last year, gave 2000 private lessons, uh, almost 500 clinics last year oh at golf God. house um, from beginning kids to ladies to you name it. Um, it, it's a lot. And so it's, uh, then one of the cool things that we really dug into late last year, um, was providing some programming for our veterans. That was, that was something that kept coming to the table where these gentlemen and these ladies that had served our country and were either, you know, s- suffering from PST, PTSD or they've lost a limb or there's something that wanted to figure out how to learn the game. And I actually had my board in December change our mission statement to include veterans. You know, it was always just junior golf, and that will always be the core of it. But they changed it and added veterans uh, to our mission statement. And so we're digging in deep with a program called PGA Hope. It stands for helping our patriots everywhere where these guys and ladies can come over and go through six weeks' worth of clinics and actually graduate from this. And it doesn't matter what they've dealt with or the lost limbs. I have a a wonderful uh lady named Valerie Vaughn on my staff and she's a world-class adaptive golf coach so she can teach you if you've lost a limb or you have things like that going on severe PTSD she can help you learn how to play the game and it's uh it's so rewarding to see those folks and the feedback we get from that program is is incredible um Delta Dental and some folks are really involved in helping us make that work but uh Mr. Horton comes back Lou Graham, the 1975 U.S. Open champion, comes out to help those guys. I mean, it's just a, it's amazing. And so we're going to dig hard into the veterans programming. We've partnered with Folds of Honor uh, this year to try to cook something up and help them too. They provide scholarships for um, kids that have lost uh, family members, you know, in combat. Um, and uh, so there, that's another big piece of where we're headed. But uh, it's, it's 40,000 people every year that are touched by our programming in some way. Um, that's a, it's a big job. It's a lot of people. Um, but we're also surrounded by some tremendous donors, right? I mean, I spend the majority of my time, uh, raising money and raising awareness for what we do. Um, and so, uh, they're, they're, uh, from the Ingrams to the Frist to the Carltons, to the Seaberries, to the, Pogues. Name, the Pogues, the, the, Dubins, <laughs> the you name it. I mean, we, we have been so incredibly fortunate to have the people around us that love the game and they love our community and they love these kids and, and they pour their resources into making sure we can do it. Because for us, at the end of the day, it boils down to the accessibility and the affordability to learn the game. Those are the two biggest stumbling blocks. I can't find it and I can't afford it. And that's what we work every day to knock those down. And so far, so good. You know what's great about what you just talked about? Not at one point did you talk about winning championships or winning golf tournaments. It's just about coming out and being part of something. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, too, well, who's, which one of these kids is the next Brant Snedeker, the <laughs> next Scott Stallings? You know, Scott runs a program through us called Kids Play Free, where in Knoxville, there are two golf courses in Knoxville. You can play absolutely free all day long, every day, if you're under the age of 17. And he funds all that. Um, he flew from Mexico City to somewhere to somewhere to somewhere to here late Sunday night, played yesterday in that pro-am, and then took off again. I mean, they just love it. But 
I get asked that question a lot. Who's the next one? Who's the next Brett? Next Brett? So I, I don't know. Nor do I care. I mean, it, it, that that's going to come. That that kid is in there. I don't know who it is. Could be Blades Brown. Could be you know who knows. There's several of them that certainly you know have a chance. That will happen organically, just because they have opportunity. Yeah. And there's going to be one come along that's got the passion and the work ethic and do it, and it's going to make sense. But we're developing fantastic citizens and people and, and, and being around the game. Um, certainly golf. I mean, I'm biased. I think it's the greatest game that was ever invented. You know, we, we call penalties on ourselves, and we don't need referees and we, you know, take our hats off and shake hands when it's over. And, and um, just being around the game, whether you play the PGA tour, or the corn Ferry tour, or you play in your member guests or you play with your dad. I mean, it's also the, it's also a game that, you can play forever. And some of the coolest moments I've ever witnessed were when we had two and three generations span. We have these five, six, seven year and eight year old kids playing golf with their grandparents, you know, and playing in tournaments with their grandfather. I mean, those things, I, you know, my dad, I'm fortunate enough, my mom and dad are still here and, and they're both in their seventies and to be able to play golf with my folks. I mean, it's just can't play basketball with them. You know, you can't play football with them. You can't play anything with them, but you can play golf with them. And uh, they both still play. And um, I just think that's one of the neat aspects of the game. And some of the cooler moments I've ever seen have been around uh, that that generational gap that the game can fill. Get to work with. I mean, it's. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm not real busy. <laughs> nothing to do here. Uh, I know you. But seriously, thank you for this. For no, you're down. Uh, what about River Bend? You got you got something this weekend at River Bend? Is what you're headed down there? River Bend. Yeah. There, there's always something happening at River Bend. Yes, yeah. it, it does. It doesn't matter when you go. They can be. Ha- <laughs> there's no telling. There, there's always something happening. In Shelby. Is that where you grew up on that course? I sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked the driving range there for um, a, a lot of years to be yeah. able to play and practice out there. And my parents, you know, were fortunate enough to uh, be around their place. And uh, I still try to get back down there when I can and, and uh, you know, see the people that were there when I grew up. And the, 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 old, the gentlemen that were my age when I was a kid that let us play with them and taught us a lot of things that we needed to know and a lot of things we didn't need to know. Um, are still there, you know, and so it's nice to be down there and see them. And several of them will be up here this week and be a part of, you know, this event. So it's nice to be able to take care of them, have them around. But uh, yeah, there's anytime you're looking for something to do, there's something happening at River. Not uh, bad for a kid from Shelby. <laughs> not at all. Uh, the Masters champion, uh, he played in this event a couple years ago, correct? He won it. Scotty Scheffler was mm-hmm. our champion in uh, 19, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, he's done quite well for himself. Yeah, he was since, a machine. That since then, unbelievable. And, and uh, you know, so humble and just so non-assuming. And, and uh, some of the things he said in some of his press conferences, I recorded them on my phone because I'm going to go back to it one of these days and repeat some of what he said about um, how, you know, however, at one point he said it didn't matter. It really didn't matter how he played on Sunday because it wasn't going to affect who he is, one I owed it, affect his bank account, affect a lot of things that going around him, but it was not going to affect who he is. And I, I just think that's so refreshing now in a, in, a, in, a, in a climate where we're paying college athletes millions of dollars to go play and and all those sorts of and things. And you wanted to be a college administrator. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, it's, some of this in college athletics at this point, I don't recognize and I don't like. Uh, I don't know where this is headed, but I'm all for the players having their fair share. Um, but I think this toothpaste is out of the tube and I don't know how they're going to get it back in. It's a great point. Great point. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
a lot of fun. What Turnbow down here at the Simmons Bank Open? This is uh, comes out on Thursday, so come down and have fun and see some great golfers. Yeah, with Turnbow, I remember walking the course in Bowling Green, the NCAA Regional. Was that the year that you finished in the top fifteen? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. It was. Up Bowling there, I, I was the executive sports editor of the Daily News Journal, and I gave myself that assignment. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. They made us go to Bowling Green. That's the only reason you go to Bowling Green. Oh, That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Thanks, oh, man. That's awesome. Greg, You're thank welcome. you again. Thanks for listening to the official 615 podcast.